This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, y'all. This is uh, Connor from the future. If you're listening to this, uh, we just finished recording the podcast episode. Uh, and Damon and I were shooting the shit and uh, forgot to talk about completely the ARCA race at Iowa Speedway. That I didn't even know was happening until literally Friday. We're gonna, I'm going to put together a group chat, maybe on GroupMe or text message or something so that we're on the same space. I had no idea. Like The only reason I knew that there was a race is I was on Twitter and saw that uh, the Iowa Speedway tweeted that there was a race. I thought you were going to say you, were, you saw always race dates tweet and you're like, man, Connor went during a rain delay at Knoxville to cover out. No, I saw it, saw it on their on their Twitter page, but that was the only tweet I saw from them. And, uh, yeah, what poor, poor, poor promotion that was. NASCAR does not do enough to promote Iowa Speedway. It's ridiculous. It's tiresome. The fact that they bought the track and didn't do anything with it makes them look like Tom Ricketts with the freaking Chicago Cubs. And the best part about this is you're going to hear me make a reference to Tom Ricketts in the next portion of the Always Race Day podcast. So presented by Colorado Group. Thanks, guys. Um, No, we had Caleb and uh, Joshua Olmstead go down and cover that with us. Uh, Just a couple of my buddies. Uh, I don't know Josh as well as I know Caleb, but uh, pretty uh, pretty good friends with Caleb, and he was he just asked if he could cover it for us, and went down and uh, kicked ass doing it. So uh, I appreciate him taking the time to do that. And um, some Xfinity uh, invader ended up winning the race uh, over hometown hero Sammy Smith and uh, America's sweetheart Jesse Love Jr. Um, I thought that was pretty crappy of him pretty Kyle Bush esque to go to a lesser talented uh, series and kick ass doing it. Hey, haters are going to cry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a Brandon Jones guy. And I wanted either of those two guys I mentioned to win, but the, the, the haters are going to hate, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not going to crap on a guy, uh, whether it was, uh, I don't know if that was mandated by someone else saying like, Hey, you got to get some more laps under you. Or if he said, I want to go race more and, figure out why I can't win the X-Men series. It's probably so. uh, he's already won a race this year. Has he? Yeah, he won Martinsville. You were sitting literally next to me. He's the least memorable. Oh, we were very drunk. Well, you were. Yeah, that's true. Um, least but, memorable, like, victory lane celebration I've ever seen. Well, he also had a, a subplot that was happening behind him. He did. That's – oh, that, uh, well, that's why. God, I'm dumb. Hey. No, it's fair. I, I forgot. He did win that race. Yes, Landon Castle should win that race. He took that one from Landon. He took this one from Sammy Smith. When are the Iowans going to fight back? Okay. It's on Brett Moffat. Brett Moffat is going to take out Brandon Jones in one of the next five X for New York races. If it happens, don't tweet me that I texted him to do it. Highly doubtful. You're, you're the uh, king of jinx, so it ain't going to happen. I, th- I, don't, I don't think I've ever claimed a wreck's going to happen, though. This is a new 
This is new territory for a betting website. It's just going to be a role reversal of the wreck. Connor's lock of the year. That plus ten thousand. I'm telling you, it's going to be role reversal of the of the wreck because you said it. So it's going to be Brandon Jones wrecking Brett Moffat. Perfect. And the rant I just went on about him is going to make a whole lot more sense. Kind of. We'll just move this segment to that episode too. There you go. Moving it to the all the segments. We're just double contenting every. This episode will be played on episode 60, 70. <laughs> it's the landmark. This, wow. this segment gets played everywhere. I just, like, first of all, I don't know who at ARCA or whatever, I don't know when they make their schedule, what they do. You got to know that there's a World of Outlaws race going on 45 minutes from you and not to schedule it that night. Or – how about the fact of you have – why not partner up with the Indy race again? They used to do that all the time, right? The, the ARCA race was at the same weekend with the Indy cars. Why are they – why would they not go that Friday night before? I'm wondering – I mean, the concert and everything throws that off. But, yeah, go Friday night. Do it, do it Friday night. I mean, it's not going to hurt any of, the, any of the shows that are going on with the, the doubleheader weekend. What if they did ARCA and World of Outlaws at Knoxville? That'd actually be pretty cool. It'd be pretty funny. That would be pretty cool. ARCA ends up running their race after the Outlaws feature because they won't concede any space. I'm, I, I'm not against that, actually. That's no, like- I'm, not, I'm not at all. I, and I'm not trying to say the Outlaws should, would be like the lesser dog. They wouldn't. The Outlaws would be the big show. Uh, yeah, that'd be a fun little support class race, and you'd be on – racing anyway you know that, oh, i guess that i guess Knoxville's dirt vision so you know common. that they you don't have to call them support races they both can be big events you know that sure yeah no that's fair i just want to make sure no i've never thought about it like that I like that yeah you can have multiple big races going on at the same time yeah i do it that last car and indy card did that more i know they did it last year with um Indy at the uh, road course, but mm-hmm. I wish they'd. Uh, I wish the Outlaws had run the the late models and the sprint cars together more. To be honest with you, I do too. I I really do. I know there's like we're getting it, dude. This is like the off topic portion. This I like is the always race day after dark. I like yeah. We'll have to. We're gonna do that when uh, nationals comes around. Me and Damon are just chilling together. Wherever the hell we're at. I don't know what we're going to do that week, but we'll figure it out. Um, no, the, uh, I know it's tough to prep a track for both, but I don't know how tough or the specifics. And like, so when I go to Chili Bowl in January and actually go this upcoming year, uh, I'm going to go do like a big feature on their track prep guy and just try to chill with him and learn with him. Cause he's like, I'm out here doing this, you know, all night or whatever. And he's like, come down and say, hi. News. Uh, what happened? Well, time, time. Hold on. Let me finish. Are you interrupting me? Yes. Okay. Anyway. Thanks. Thanks. Doc. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to go do a big feature on him and, uh, you know, kind of learn about this stuff and what they do. And like that question, like, why is it tough to prep a track for both? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's the news? I haven't looked at. Anything. I forgot about 
I forgot about this, but remember when Tyler Carpenter won in, at Gateway at the Dirt Nationals, um, the indoor event earlier this year? Okay, yeah, I'm seeing this now. Yeah, guess who's running trucks this week? I forgot about that. I d- yeah, I did too. He's running a... Uh, that's, the, that's the lone dirt ringer. He, he's running, well, him and Stuart Friesen. He's a, Stuart Friesen is a full-time truck series driver. And a full-time dirt racer. So you call Kyle Larson a dirt ringer? Consider him, yeah. Well, one's a friend of the podcast. I think he's better at dirt racing. Okay, let's not be throwing <laughs> shots here, okay? Okay, then Jessica Friesen, dirt ringer. She's never been on the podcast. Her name's been mentioned. But is a dirt oh, ringer. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're, at, we're up to two dirt ringers. And a half. You don't get the half. You do. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, you do. You're a full-time and then the half. No, no. No, he, he runs every truck series race. He's not ringing anything. He's going to be ringing a bell in victory lane when he wipes the floor with all these guys because no one else put a dirt driver in a truck. That's exactly it. Unless Derek Krause hammers him again at the end, then we're all good. Derek Krause almost got his first win this weekend. Did that last week in Gateway, too. Yeah. Running he's a lot been, better. He's been rails, dude. Or on nails. I'm rails, so Rails, nails, pails. Nails. Uh, rails can mean good or bad on nails. I use on nails more, like, in casual conversations, just be like, you're hitting everything. On rails sounds better, in my opinion. Yeah, but that's kind of, that kind of implies that you're like – Really good. Off the rails. But if you're on rails, you're really good. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Figures of speech are not our strong suit. No. And we've got two me conceding to Damon that he's right on the podcast. That's how multiple times, folks. Multiple times. All right. Do we have anything else before we go? I thought you were going to say Suarez failed inspection. I was going to be like, this is the best like time capsule you've ever had. No, I haven't seen whether he's passed it yet. So if that makes you feel better. There's hope yet. There's still hope. Let's find out from old Bob. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Has not tweeted anything. Huh, okay. Rick Tatnell fastest in qualifying at Houston's tonight. There you go. Dude, I need to talk to uh, Justin Henderson. I'm surprised to see him not make the show in either night. And also, Brandon Overton not making the dream field. That was insane. Yeah. Not the dream, the millionth. God. The million. I also just want to make it be known that um, two of my three picks for the million finished on the podium. All right. That's, that's fair. You did get that. 
we didn't talk about that, so I just wanted to make sure. No, I know we didn't. I didn't mention that I told Ricky that you didn't pick him. He listened to the podcast. He'd already known. He already knew? No, <laughs> I didn't mention it. I don't like – I. the only person that – like Bridger and uh, Ayrton are like the only two guys that I'll go up and like talk to like right before they race. Cause I don't, you know, when I like, I've played around kids that play hockey that some of them don't want to talk to anyone and some of them want to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to listen to music. Some of them want quiet. So like, I don't want to fuck with anyone's pre-race jive or whatever, but right you know, there and Eric that I can, if I need something or, you know, it just depends on the week. Yeah, so I talked to uh, Ricky a bit, but mostly it was like during the day or after the races. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's also pretty difficult when you can't text anyone because none of the texts will go through. Yeah, yeah I see that. That also does get not into that. <laughs> that does not help. All right. Well, y'all, uh, y'all enjoy this episode of the Always Race Day podcast, and uh, you're gonna hear me do that and all the entrance stuff in a second. So, have fun. Thanks, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number fifty-five of the Always Race Day podcast, presented by the Carl Auto Group. If you're in need of a vehicle to get you to and from your house, the racetrack, a high V, a Casey's, perhaps. You can get one at the Carlotto Group. Go to carlotto.com for everything you need uh, to set up and get that process uh, in movement, I guess. I was in movement a lot this weekend, Damon. I'm Connor Ferguson uh, here with Damon Helgevald, um, as always presented by the Carlotto Group. But, man, a lot of driving. Uh, I feel that. I I feel the lot of driving part for sure. So we're uh, we're gonna talk about everything. I went from uh, went to Eldora on Wednesday morning. Obviously rained out on Wednesday. Watched 14, 15 hours of racing. It felt like, uh, and then I drove through the night. Um, took a break in the middle. Got to Knoxville. Watched two days of racing there. It's pretty badass. Now I'm here. We're gonna talk Daniel Suarez's first win. Uh, first, I, Damon, how was your weekend? Uh, it was a lot of driving as well. I went to Chicago for a recruiting event, so it was a long, long six hours on Friday and a long six hours this morning. So, you keep out on Tom Ricketts for me. What's that? Did you see Tom Ricketts when you were there? No, they were they were on the road, so I didn't get to see him. Oh, he doesn't travel with the team. He's not a fan. Well, I didn't make it all the way into the actual Chicago, so. That's okay. He's probably in the suburbs anyway. He's probably anywhere but Chicago. Yeah, I don't think he can afford to live in Chicago. I think guy, he doesn't have money. He can't, can't pay players. Come on. No. So Daniel Suarez gets his first win um, in the NASCAR Cup Series today, and honestly, uh, I like him a lot more than I did after that burnout. That was pretty badass. I, I'm happy for Daniel Suarez. I've always liked Suarez. I've never had any ill feelings towards him. And I hang up on him was I thought his extra new championship he lucked into. I mean, sure, I guess you can debate that here nor there. but and Yeah, and I, I could also do the same debate the other way. You're absolutely right. So, 
no, I'm happy for Suarez. I'm happy for uh, Justin Marks. You know, that's that's the original team, right? That was the original Trackhouse team, and so for them to to get a win, um, that right there was was a big big step in the right direction uh confidence is going to go a long ways for suarez and with another road course in three weeks from now basically uh it's going to be be exciting for for him um but yeah what a uh, what a day for suarez and it wasn't you know by any means wasn't a fluke ran top five all day and took over the lead late and ran away with it I think it's uh, definitely time we recognize that Justin Marks is one of the smartest people uh, in motorsports. Uh, I mean, you look at the guy, he had Shane Stewart driving for him. He had Kyle Larson uh, drive for him, right, or own a team with him. He's co-owned a team together. Yeah. Very uh, – dude that has made a lot of good moves uh, in his career, and uh, he's going to keep making them. And I'm not shocked uh, that Daniel Suarez got one because um, – Frankly, I don't think Marks would have hired him if he didn't think he could. So, well, and let let's be quite honest. It was you know two stints that he really was never given the best opportunity prior. I mean, he drove the the weakest of the four cars at Stuart Haas, and as one year he was there, and he basically he was at Stuart Haas. He basically knew he was only going to be there for a year anyway, with uh, Cole Custer waiting in the wings, and then. When, when you're at Joe Gibbs after what was basically a, hey, you have to drive this car this year because we have nobody else, and then only given another year or two, I think, after that, after that first year, um, it was was kind of, I don't want to say it unfair, but he just never had the chance to to really prove what he could do. And now Justin Marks is all in backing him and – and it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he becomes the fifth. Uh, it's my ADHD with me. I literally went fourth, to fourth first-time winner. But, well, I was going like uh, foreign-born, international. Oh, I was going with first. Which one do you want to do first? We'll do no. I I should have played off you. Nice, Damon. Good finishing my sentence. Yes. Yes. That's the fourth one. Fourth first-time winner this year. Um. That was, I mean, I guess that's NASCAR, a huge number. That's a huge number. NASCAR's getting what they want with this car. Yeah, we are not very far in the season. I don't know what race. Race fifteen. Let me count. Uh, sixteen. That's race sixteen. That sounds right. So we're at the summer break, though. Uh, they're off next week. Aside from the truck race at Knoxville, which I'm excited for. Right. I think it'd be really funny if they said, leave your backup cars at home and they did a Friday, Saturday doubleheader at Knoxville and Newton. That'd be. That'd spice up the truck series. Oh, that'd be fun. I'm just allowed. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but wouldn't it be cool? One can, one can dream. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I was reaching on that one. Wouldn't have guessed it. Right. I never do that. Uh, fifth, fifth international win winner uh, in Cup Series history, I believe. Yes. That's I'm like shocked at how low that number is. 
You shouldn't be, I guess. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy who watches IndyCar every week and half the field's American. The other half of the field is from 14 different countries. Right. But so that's, that's why it's shocking to me, I guess. But look at, look at the style of an IndyCar in comparison to an F1 because over international, the yeah, you're right. F1 holds, holds standard, right? So there's not a lot of stock cars that get ran over in Europe often. Wow, you're absolutely right. But so I've got the. Uh, it's impressive. It's impressive that um, you look at all three of the the most recent three have all gotten their first wins on road courses too. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, wait, timeout. Have they? Yes. JPM won it at Sonoma. Marcus Ambrose won Watkins Glen, and now Suarez won Sonoma. Say that. Say that all again. You should, first of all, say that. Say that again. JPM won Sonoma. I believe it was two thousand seven. Oh, gotcha! I thought you were talking about the first time winner. Get, man, we are going backwards on these two stats. We're just putting them all together. Oh, I thought we were still talking about. No, you're good. Yeah, Ambrose, right? International. Yeah. Oh, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and it's something, man. I mean, you know, some of these guys are really talented road racers and I don't think anyone wants to call them just like road course guys, but there is, you know, you make a good point with like, what do they drive in other places of the world? And it's all road courses. I wish we'd get more road course ringers. I know it's going a little off topic, but I wish we'd see more road course guys in the road course races again. Dude, ringers are like it out was, of style. There's not even. I don't think Donnie Schatz is racing the Truck Series this week. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, well, they got World of Outlaws commitment, don't they? Do where do they run? I don't know. Beaver Dam. I'm surprised the World of Outlaws did that. Yeah, they were off last week or last year. So yeah, they. I think they made a point to it. Right. I, um, I don't. I, uh, I know the people I talked to at the track this weekend. I think this race needs to be a hit for people. Are still going to come to it? There's still going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be fun. Well, that's what we've got to start pushing a better job of, though, is is the connection yeah, I, between NASCAR and the the dirt scene. Because I think it would be a lot easier for people there to get on board with it if they also raced at Iowa Speedway. As fans in the state of Iowa, you can't complain about races not being in the state if you don't go to the races that are in the state. Yeah. You, you cannot complain, you know, if you're not going to the races that are there because that's what's going to, to get it back. That's what's going to bring people back is, okay, there's a truck race in Knoxville. People need to be there. You don't have a right to complain if you're not going to be at the race. You can't say, well, Iowa Speedway will never get a race because it's always, always Xfinity. Well, what did you do to help it out? That's my my whole whole thing with this is now it's time to tie the the dirt and and asphalt connection a little bit. You get to see the your NASCAR stars in the trucks at Knoxville. Go. You have you have no you have no reason to complain if you don't go. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I think we need to uh and I think the stands will be filled. I don't have anything to anticipate that they wouldn't be. It's going to be the main show on the weekend for NASCAR. 
Maybe we'll get the jerks on this week. It's the only show on the weekend for NASCAR. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is their only thing going on. So there's no reason yeah. that the fans in the state of Iowa and surrounding states shouldn't be at Knoxville. Everybody talks about wanting to go to Knoxville. Now here's your opportunity to go. Yep, absolutely. So get down to Knoxville this weekend. We'll have uh, more to prove you on that later. Um, later this week, probably. Damon, I, I got to uh, I got to pick a bone with you, buddy. Cliff Daniels is a scum. Why? Can you believe, can you believe he let that tire come off all by himself? Because he did that. It was all him. He's, he should be suspended for six weeks for even fraternizing. He's already suspended for five. It's four. No, they have off next week. Oh, so you're counting the off week as five? Do they have a race next week? To do, that. do they have a race next week? No, they don't. Okay. Okay. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. They're not, so he's out for five weeks. All right, uh, odds, bigger race, which – or not bigger race. Does Larson make a surprise entry for the truck race? Does he go sprint car racing, or is he in a late model this week? I could not talk that well. Jeez. I would I, – I'm guessing he's not going to be in a truck. I think we would have heard about it by now if he was. That's the weirdest thing, though, is none of these truck teams are like, let's get a dirt driver. Yeah, I know. You would think, especially like David Gilliland in the 17 truck and – uh, like they did last year with Donnie or even Kyle Busch with the with the 51 with Brownie in it. Dude, it was great seeing all the dirt guys down there last year. Like Kyle Strickler mm-hmm. uh, was like, what are you doing down here, buddy? Like, yeah. This is like fun to see them race there. It'd be cool to see them get into a, into more of the dirt dirt guys. Maybe there'll be some announcements this week. Who knows? Uh, we'll see what I the- just wish the A-Main was 24 cars. I don't care about, you know. Yeah, I I, I think you give everyone an equal chance to win when it's 24. I don't think you do when it's 36 under. Right. Um, but Why did you get me off the wheel debate? You got, got off the topic. Do not throw this on me. Damon is shady at me today. I'm not. I was being sarcastic on Twitter, but I think he was thinking that I was actually being an ass. I'm not very happy. Why not, Damon? Well, Are you mad about Kyle Larson? No, I'm mad at NASCAR because they have terrible guns. Their goddamn tire guns don't work. So, so when I brought this up, like midway through, like seven races in. It was not I, the tire I said, gun. I said they need to get a different rule if this keeps happening. I agree. If it happens to one of the big names. Again. You're guaranteeing that none of those were the tire gun. I'm not guaranteeing that none of them were, but nothing has ever been said about them being being the, the guys who the guys who had it happen weren't on big teams. Denny Hamlin. That was like the eighth one out of ten. Denny Hamlin. Bubba Wallace. I get it. I mean, I'm just saying. What I'm saying is none of the things that came out about it were it was the tire gun or, or what it, you know, or the, the nut itself broke or something like that. No one ever said that. Right. Did they ever come out and say that? You're right. Okay. Today it has been found by PRN who broadcasted the radio version at the track that the gun itself was not engaging and was not working. The guns are owned by NASCAR and operated 
and given out to the teams at the track. Yeah. Therefore, if there is video evidence, which it certainly sounds like it, the penalty should be rescinded. I think the penalty should have been modified when this started happening at a frequency. I agree. I'm, I agree. And you still, oh, you completely, you are, you have flipped the sides. At I least told you, you then, listen, I told you then that it's a precedence has been set. It has been set. However, if there is equipment failure like such that is on the part of NASCAR, I don't see how that is a fault of the team. You're, okay, you're right, but I, I would say that the threading and stuff is the same. That's under the same category. The gun is not working. The threading is not working. No, the gun did not work. They physically said the gun today. Did not today work. was the gun, right? But that—that's what they're blaming it on today to try and get him out of this penalty, and no one's done that yet. Gotten out of the penalty, right? They have video evidence of the gun not working. Okay, I'm just saying there is like a massive issue going on with this yeah there has been a massive issue from week one okay and who designed the threads nascar okay so that that would be attributed to nascar as well though is what i'm saying i think we're more in more agreement than you think and i'm also playing up the debate i get that i understand you want to get listeners to to promote this well i I kind of just like trying to say i'm also having fun i'm trying to say that it is, it's should not be a penalty when it is the fault of NASCAR. I can tell you're heated about this. I'm trying to juice as much as I can out of it. If it would have happened to anybody else, I'd be the same exact way. If they have video oh, proof that a gun, he wouldn't be sad about it though. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sad about. There's it. There's a hint of sadness. I'm not sad about it. It's whatever. You're dashing the sadness. It's, it's just it ended the entire race. I mean, you had a car that was capable of winning a race instead had to work through the field again. That's the other, that's the whole thing. But it, it doesn't, if it's, if it's a gun failure or if it's a failure on the part or whatever that it should be, then it, that goes on to NASCAR. That's NASCAR's fault. in in my opinion, it's probably not going to get rescinded. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. They need to change the rule or change the design of the tire. They got to do something. They cannot keep doing the same stuff, though. At the end of this year, something's got to change. Obviously, the precedent's been set. They got to stick with it by now. Uh, But they got to do something at the end of the year to change it. And lastly, on this, they need to bring in Chad Knaus to crew chief the next four weeks. Kyle Larson will win a race in the next four weeks, regardless. I like your thinking there. It's the best thing you should best take you've had. That he's going to win, or they need to bring in Chad Knauss? Uh That they need to bring in Chad Knauss, and that would be a big reason to why he would win. Oh, he's going to win a race, whether it's Chad or, or somebody else. Where are they at? Nashville? Nashville, Road America, Atlanta, and New Hampshire. I don't know. He'll win New – he could win Nashville. He won there last year. Dominated it. Yeah, but that's a package, you know. We'll see. I think he'll have a really good shot. He ran well at California. Every time I bet against him, he basically wins, so. He ran well at California. California is pretty darn similar to uh, Nashville. Yeah. And he basically uh, dominated there. What goes on there? Um, 
So we have 12 winners in 16 races. There are 10 races remaining before the NASCAR playoffs. Damon, four wild card spots. Yep. That's it. Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, and Eric Almarola are the final four uh, drivers in without a win right now. Kevin Harvick, mm-hmm. he left out of the playoffs. As would Ricky Stenhouse Jr. What an upset that would be. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have my factions of people I just want to throw stuff at. I love Ricky. Uh, I hope they – I think he, he got screwed because he had the wrong pit strategy today. Yeah, they did. They'll get it figured out at some point. They did. He had a good run, though. He was. I think he's going to be back in that car next year, from the sound of it. But he had a good run. What it was like? What four top tens in a row, or something like that? Uh-huh. And then something happened last week at Gateway. Yes, you're right. So Amarola, who sits 11th uh, in the traditional standings that don't matter, which I shouldn't cite because I hate citing it. Right? They, they do matter. I disagree. They matter. Um, he, he will not make the playoffs. That's my pick of the three, uh, the four that will not make the playoff. Who? Almarola. Harvick's not on a limb there. I think Harvick will get in. I think it's going to be close. Um, behind Harvick, you have Chase Briscoe, but he's 30 point. Oh, he's won a, won a race. This is why this tradition sucks. All right. Behind Briscoe, Briscoe, you have Tyler Reddick. But he's still 40 points behind Almarola. I think Almarola has a good cushion on everyone else. It'll be him or Harvick in that last spot, unless we get another winner. And in that case, we're really throwing stuff everywhere. So but really outside, so outside of that, those five guys, who's gonna win a race though? Outside of the four that are in right now and Harvick, who's gonna who's gonna win a race? Uh, okay. You think Bubba Wallace had a plate track? Um, All they have left is Daytona. Let me get – well, yeah, I know that. Let me get this tweet back up. It's just on J-Ski. Head is spinning right now. All right, who else on this list could win a race? Brad Keselowski, for sure, could win one. Bubba had a plate track. Stenhouse had a plate, yeah. Bubba, Stenhouse, or Haley, mind you, could win uh, at a plate race. They're all really good at plates. Super speedways, you get it. Tyler Reddick should win. But hasn't run well in the last, like. Oh, you're doing the recency bias thing. I think there's plenty of chances. It, the, whole sport, the whole sport's recency bias. Yeah. It's what are you doing now? So, and he's not he doing really, it. Yeah. Good. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's back and forth. And I don't think we're arriving on a conclusion today. So, two weeks, Nashville. We'll see what happens there. Want to talk about the dirt stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good week. It was. It was fun. Uh, Eldora is, I guess, I gave you a little bit of my review of Eldora uh, at the hotel on Wednesday uh, in the last episode. But um, pretty cool track. I liked it. Uh, How far did the seating go around? I was curious about that. It uh, looks like it goes from – Turn three all the way into turn one. Is that right? Turn three to the middle of one and two. Okay. Maybe a little past the middle. 
Because you know, like during the when they used to host the truck races, and they'd have the they'd show the crowd, and you could you could barely tell where they had like the lawn chairs and stuff. You couldn't tell if it was on the front stretch or if it was into into one of the corners or not. I was it was weird how they broadcasted those races. I was kind of I don't know. I was taken aback from how how much different it was from what I remember watching it. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool, it's a unique place, and that's I was it. Was it bigger than you expected it to be in person? Yes, yes. definitely bigger. Um, they need to do something about the internet there. That sucked. <laughs> that's what I heard. I dude, I was like, I mean, I lost a pound and a half Saturday or Thursday from running. I would go out and get some type of content and run back to the media center and post it. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I would. I literally was like, all right, what do I do? I got 30 minutes before this starts. I'm going to go see if I can talk to Chase Briscoe. Dang. And he's talking quietly. So every YouTube comment on there is like, do they not know how to set up a microphone? Like, gosh, like get a microphone in his face. And it's like, do you want me to tell the late models behind me to stop their engines because <laughs> I'm doing a mobile? Yes, you actually should try that. And then the fucking anthem came on. <laughs> during like the last 15 seconds of the video. So he's trying to like talk quieter so that he doesn't like, you know, he, he's, I don't think he was even doing it consciously. It was just like a, it was hurry up and finish. But he, but he was still like, no, I'm going to answer every question. He asked me like, after the anthem, he's like, is that it? Did, <laughs> did you need more? Or did you stop? Cause the anthem, uh, he's a, he's a super nice guy. All of them uh, down there. Uh, Let's well let me let me say this. Jonathan Davenport has a million dollars. Um a million like isn't it like a million two million and two thousand? Yeah, you're divide divvying it up and stuff. And yeah. Um I I gotta say something about Davenport. Like I listened to him talk for about twenty five to thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. He's got like a Dill Earnhardt Jr. Moxie to him, where he's never gonna be overly dramatic about anything and he's never going to give you a fake answer and then every now and then he'll just something will come out of his mouth like 30 seconds every minute and a half and you're just like this guy's a funny ass motherfucker he he looks like and just by by looking at him watching him and then um watching some of the interviews and stuff that he's done is he just looks like someone that you can sit around a campfire and drink a whole case of beer with. Yeah, real easy going. Uh, he was – when I left the track, it was 3 a.m. Eastern time, uh, and he was walking around in cargo shorts and uh, flip-flops. Not a boy. Toes in the sand flip-flops. That's awesome. And just sitting there drinking with fans, and then Rumley came up and shook his hand. That was cool to, like, witness. Yeah. Uh, it's, these are just like it's insane because they're I know they're just people but it's like here's two of the most successful guys like that just respect each other and well and and Davenport drove for him for yeah, how long yeah, yeah. And, and so that's that's cool that that Rumleys were still there even though they didn't have a car yeah yeah I think they took a vacation and went up there uh, it was cool to be on uh, Ricky Weiss's car he fucking ripped it. Yeah, that was awesome. How uh, yeah. how was how was Ricky 
you know, throughout the week when you talk to him? He's great, man. Um, he's always positive about stuff. I know uh, he gets worried about races sometimes, gets a little anxiety, but he killed it for, for what he's done and what he's doing with a brand new chassis company and qualified for the main event. And he's running 11th, I think, or 13th. Spun out with five laps to go, got a new tire on there, came back out from the work area and passed six cars in the last five five or so laps of the race, finished 11th. So that was pretty cool. Um, if it's a normal race, you're earning a lot more than like $6,000. So that kind of sucked. Didn't like how they split that up, but I guess that's what you do when you're giving away a million bucks. Hey, now every when you're going for a million bucks, I guess you might as well go for the big one, right? Yeah, I was shocked that with how much respect they raced against each other. I would think out of any race, if someone's going to divorce someone, it's going to be that one. Um, That's No one did, except someone doored Ricky in the heat race on Saturday. <laughs> right before we're about to leave for Knoxville, I was very pissed off about that. Right in our sticker, Damon. Right he on the sticker? To hit the left sticker, and then the one on the right side was near the back of the car. So when he spun out Ricky... Uh, he bounced off the wall. The back sticker hit the wall. Hey, so at least we got some wall time. I know. That's that's the most important thing. I wanted well, the, I wanted stickers to have a little rugged edge on them. It's all that matters, right? <laughs> yeah, as long as as long as the stickers getting wall time, who cares, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, that's awesome. no, that was fun though. I'll, uh, that's I'll a do good that trip. That's uh, a good trip, and and you know. Um, I got to say this just from watching from afar and I was going to text it to you and I didn't because I wanted to save it for the podcast. I would have gotten it if I was near the outside of the infield wall. No, I mean, I, I mean like I was going to text it to you today and I didn't because I wanted oh, yeah. to for this, but that was before you decided to bash me on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, it, for someone to go from middle Ohio all night after being there for a day or for two days and, and had to be at the track for 14 hours on one day and then turn around and drive the whole length home to be in, in Knoxville for, for two more days. Um, that's, that's a feat in its own right. And so you should be proud of that. And, and people that are listening to this and will, will see, see this and whatever, um, there's not a crazier idiot in the country that would do that, but man, it was worth every minute of it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, I like, I don't just growing up wanting to cover this sport and stuff. I want to, you know, do things that not necessarily make me look like a hard worker, but you know, if there was an opportunity to work harder, I wanted to take no, it. You surpassed hard worker. You went straight to, <laughs> I'm I'm young and dumb levels is what it, that went to. I wasn't thankful that the dream got rained out, but I think it kind of cemented. Can't talk again. Cemented uh, that we made the right decision and what we did. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. You know, it's a lot of racing. Um, it's obviously a grind, uh, and I don't anticipate getting like all burnt out or anything. I enjoy this. Like this is very fun for me. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, there's an opportunity and I'm thankful that, you know, I have a website and people to do it around. I just want to make it bigger so that we can all drive limos around or rent uh, land sharks. Well, as long as we don't have to drive the limos, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, right. I just want to ride in the limo. Limos are kind of out of style. I don't know, man. They're not out of style, especially when you're riding in one through. I don't know if I if I if I rented a Land Shark uh, from Chris's guy there. Yeah. And I got an infield parking thing at Eldora. I know I'd have better Wi-Fi. Could have. <laughs> Probably could have. So the funny thing was, like, the Wi-Fi would completely cut out when you went to, like, anywhere outside the media center, except you could text people. And then when you went in the media center to get on the internet, your text would go through. That's natural, right? supposed to happen it's very odd to me i don't know what like if there's a blocker on something or what and it it's like that around the entire town i almost ran out of gas leaving oh jesus like my tank was low and i was just typing in like gas station near me and i ended up taking a wrong turn i ended up back at the racetrack and asking a cop where to go well i guess if there's any place to end up back at that's probably. <laughs> i was gonna say i was like there's gotta be fuel somewhere around here yeah, just go into the infield. I'm sure they had some there. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be oh man. <laughs> now that it, the track is literally in the middle of nowhere, but it is a gem of a facility. I hope someday Ohio, the state of Ohio adapts the ability to have internet. Well, so I understand Johnny Manziel was the big name quarterback in this state for a while, so I see. I would see why you would want to keep everything off the internet. Well, and then they followed it up with Baker Mayfield, so. <laughs> But uh, I, did you see the 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 thing that Tony Stewart said today on the pre-race show? I was just about to ask you that. Yeah, that was uh, from what I've heard about what happened in that conversation about him. The rumors that he tore up a contract. You know, he's pushing pushing right back to him. I guess. Yeah, I mean. He's left the door open. They're more than welcome to go back. He's left the door open for him. It's funny to me is, like, from what I heard, like, I was, like, I thought that it was on Tony, that it was Tony's decision that they don't race there now. I don't think it was. At the time. But, obviously, I think that would be, like, dumb for you to push away. It's a place that – it's an event that they packed the house – every single year for that they had it yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't foresee it being in tony's court otherwise he probably wouldn't have said what he said today so yeah you're absolutely right i think what they need to do is run a you know i'd like to see him stay running at knoxville for the truck series but if you want a truck race at Eldora, I'd like them to run the truck race on the day after the MLB All-Star game and the night before run Kyle Larson's Lay Model Challenge. That's in your summer break that week instead of this week. I was going to say, what does the All-Star game have? I was curious what the All-Star game um, So, you know, like they have the ESPYs the day after the All-Star game because it's like the one day of the summer where none of the four major sports are playing. Right. So they have the all-star break that week because there's like nothing going on in sports. And I think if you put weird events for your, for two big series of motorsports, right. That would get a lot of eyes. Yeah. You wouldn't get Kyle Larson there because he'll be at the ESPYs winning the great, the uh, best driver award. If Kyle Larson skipped a race to go to the ESPYs, I think I like, and I loved the ESPYs as a kid, I think it'd be the dumbest thing ever. He probably would never go to the ESPYs. Let's be honest. 
If Lewis Hamilton beats him for best driver at the ESPYs this year, though, I will be pissed. Oh, I'm going to freak. I, I will be upset. All the F1 fans, I, I will block all the F1 fans. Friends you, know, you know that they're, that they're going to – it's going to happen, though, because F1 is big. I don't know. I don't know if F1 fans can spell ESPYs is the thing. Can you spell it? Yes, P-Y apostrophe S, a comma to the top. I just wanted to make sure. It's a high comma, actually. Oh, okay. It's what a we call it. It's a high comma. Boosted, jumped. Landed on the top side of the page. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, – do we have anything else from the dream? Did you like the broadcast? Yeah, broadcast was good. Um, you know, it was – I mean, it's flow racing. They do a good job with it. So, um, couldn't complain anything about it on on the broadcast side. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was – really good side. I mean, I wish there was some more, you know, there's only so much that they can do interaction wise, you know, especially when they're reworking the track there late in the, in the going um, to, to get it up to par. But I, I thought for the most part, it was, it was a good broadcast. I'm also, uh, I'm really sick of dirt fans complaining every time uh, that there is uh, driver intros at any big race. There should be. I love yeah. it. Yeah, please, uh, please hold your comments on that. Like, every it's there's a freaking Twitter wide debate every time that there's a race with driver intros, and then it just makes the whole sport look stupid. Like you're complaining about like something that happens at every major sporting event in one capacity or another. Right. And they're I, trying to get you excited. Just stand up and be excited. You know. I think that they should do driver intros at all the. Uh outlaw events i think it would be cool i think it's cool as long as you let them pick their own entrance music but they, i mean they do on the broadcast with the video board stuff right so i think that's pretty cool at least yeah i think it'd be cool all right let's talk uh world of outlaws at knoxville um brent marks pennsylvania and brian brown uh team knoxville get wins on the weekend I didn't think I'd say that on the podcast tonight. Um, let's be quite honest. Brownie was a uh, brake pedal away from sweeping the weekend. I mean, I thought he had probably a better car than Marks did in that feature on uh, on Friday night. Yeah. Um, he he had looked to- really sporty in the dash. And then I think I think they just missed on something in the future. Well, he had to hit the brakes. He was yeah. there. He was getting ready to make the pass for the lead, and and he just had to hit the brakes off a of two. Had such a big run, and Mark slid up in front of him off a of two, and so Brownie had to hit the brakes and ended up dropping to third in the feature. But um, he, I, I mean, I think he was a brake pedal away from from sweeping the weekend. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, and it's it's tough, um, tough to look at it and kind of like objectify it. But you know, for the most part, like I think we got some players that we haven't seen succeed at Knoxville in a long time. Um, but the track is also different than it will be in August. So yeah, oh, you're gonna have a lot more sun beating down on it. That track, yeah, a lot more heat, a lot more. There's 
Yeah, there's there's going to be so much natural change. And that's the thing about running this race in June is, yeah, you're getting lap time. You're getting time at the track. You're, you're getting seat time there at Knoxville. But it's almost two completely different races nine times out of ten. Um, with that, with the exception of, of Donnie Schott still running good. He had top five last night, I believe, if I remember right. So, um, you know. It, you're not going to you're not always going to see the same players but you're going to see similar players and there's hardly hardly any notes you can really take from the june race to the august events yeah um you say hardly any hardly any i don't know i take a little bit of stock into it you I, that's why i say hardly because you can still take some but i don't think i think it's more than hardly I I don't think you can take a whole lot. I think it's a small amount, but significant. So hard. I think I think we're just arguing about our words now. Yeah. Dave Dave Hayes, turn four. Dave from Knoxville. Uh, in his question, said, "You guys argue like an old married couple." For a question segment later. Oh yeah. Did he ask that? No, that's not a question. That's that was just part of his oh. message. Yeah. Oh, he sent that to you. Yeah. Nice. Well, at least we know he's listening. <laughs> the funny thing is, guys, it's like we don't, we aren't really even arguing. Like, I think the debates we get into are just like phrasing of things. Because I, because I do take like some stock in who did well this week. You know, Brad Sweet and Brian Brown both running well all weekend is big for nationals. Oh, I, I take those some for contenders, but those guys were. You know, sixth, seventh, eighth. I take some stock in it too. It's the there's not a whole lot of setup wise you're going to be able to bring with you because the tracks yeah. completely different. That's where I think I think a lot of it's the familiarity with the track and comfortability. Um, our guy Spencer Baston, friend of the podcast, he got a podium this weekend. He did. He did. It's cool to see that man. He. Uh, he works for that. He's finally hitting on stuff that he wasn't hitting on in the past. And we did a video with him. That's on our uh, YouTube. If you want to look it up. Didn't he uh, have a top 10 the other night too? I think so. So two, two top tens, including a podium. That's a solid weekend. He's been on a hell of a top 10 streak lately as well. I yeah. think there's only one finish outside the top 10, like the last 15, 14. Yep. So yep. it's cool to see stuff coming together for him because he, he has worked at it so hard and, you know, he almost pursued opportunities outside of racing. So, right. Also, how about, uh, how about a couple of bad breaks for, for the McCarls? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was rough to watch, you know, knowing both those guys, man, uh, just both, both nights. Yeah. That second night, that wreck was, that was, Bar none, um, and I'm not bringing it up to I, – I don't even want to compare it to – I watched a guy pass away at Eddieville when I was 12, and that was like the craziest wreck I'll see in my life. But, I mean, that wreck Saturday was up there. I can't believe no, – none of the drivers, as far as I know, were hurt mm-hmm. more than being a little sore. Right. Well, and you saw – person later, he said he's fine. The bright side for Carson, little little small silver silver lining here. When his car kept flipping, he went from tenth place in the heat race to sixth. He did, yeah. He so did. pretty cool. 
So he had fallen back at the first flip, he fell back, and then he passed them all back. It's a great thing that he kept that the uh, transponder stayed on the car. I hope it did. <laughs> well, other, otherwise, that that faulty could be a faulty finish. Who knows? But no, it was it was cool to see uh, uh, Noah Gas hop out of that car quick to go and check on Carson because he saw that car flipping end over end right beside him. Yeah, I tried to uh, find him. He had just left the racetrack, and I might reach out to him this week and. Uh, get him on here, do an interview with him or something. Uh, he gets a lot of flack from random people on Twitter. Um, it's it really surprises me when I hear like bad things about him. Uh, I'm stumbling over my words all weekend. I'm tired, dude. Uh, he guessed it. He embarked on going full-time in sprint car racing at a young age and doing the World of Allies Tour and learning the World of Allies racetracks. And I applaud him for that. Not too many people, you know, is he privileged to have access to the money to do it? Absolutely. But he's doing it and doing something that's very difficult to get better. Uh, and I've never seen him, never seen him take someone out. I've never seen him ruin a guy, another guy's night that's in the race with him. And he seems to be getting better little by little. So I hope he gains some fans doing that because from all I know about Noah Gass is he's trying his hardest and he's a super nice guy. So He's not tearing stuff up, stuff up as much as he was either. No, absolutely not. Early on, in this year, early on this year, he was tearing cars up left and right. And now he's, now he's not, not even tearing stuff up as much. It's just missing out on features basically. Yeah, so I like Noah. That was uh, one of the highlights of my weekends for sure. Just seeing seeing him get some good some good stuff like that. I wish we could have talked to him. I went over there a little later, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it was you know, and last night watching uh, Sheldon pull out the crew of Sheldon's pulling out that front axle and doing that in less than three minutes. That's impressive, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome to be able to get a video of all that. Casey Kane pulled in the work area the night before, uh, and just the videos like insane to listen to because I got a World of Outlaws dude like yelling into the phone like, "If you're not with the car, get the fuck out of the way!" And I'm like, I'm sitting there like I hold the phone up and I'm usually not even looking at the screen. I'm just like paying attention to where I'm at mm-hmm. and that I don't want to end anybody. It's like, dude, you don't got to, like, get in my face here. Do you know the name of the official? I have no idea. Was it, it, was the difference of, it was the difference of being six and five and a half feet away from the farthest crew member out. Well, you should have been six feet. That's all I'm going to say. I guess so. I guess so. It's all good. All I'm saying is the night after, I was the same distance away, and everyone on social media can now go watch Sheldon Hodden Shields and other pit crew members completely take out one front axle and put in another and have the car ready to go in literally under three minutes. Before the car's even refired yeah. on the track. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that where I don't know they had issues getting Madsen's car hooked up to a wrecker, but I don't know if I've ever seen that where they've literally taken – a car apart like that, put it together and back on the track before anything happened. 
Yeah, they were. It was impressive, and they even it could have been faster. Yeah, the guys who, the guys who ran over to grab the parts forgot two of them. Mm-hmm. And they and like struggled. That. They struggled getting the axle itself out because it was bent. Right, so they were trying to to get it out completely. Right, that's what. Uh, that's the other stuff I'm trying to do here is just tell cool stories and things. Just highlight all the unique aspects that fans aren't going to see in a race or don't know, don't understand what's going on. I don't always understand it, but you learn, learn every day. That's the one thing I miss on our Eldora part. And then we'll kind of wrap up and we'll go to questions after that. But uh, I want to see that. I want to see them. And I know, I don't know if it's an Eldora thing or a late model thing, but I just want to see like event formats that make Wednesday or make the prelim night more important. It felt like it wasn't, it didn't mean shit. It felt like I watched cars run for seven hours and we're spinning a wheel to see if it mattered. It's for the fans. My gripe isn't even with the inverted wheel either. It's just like, I think if you are one of the top six point getters, you should be guaranteed a spot. Right. I don't know. Again, for the fans. It's all, no, all, all. all in the fans' sake, right? Uh, you're right. You're, you're right. Um, let's go to – Wait Indy a car. second. Time out. Back up. Say that again? I, I said you're right. My goodness. I just wanted to hear it. I just wanted to move on to the next segment because I still think the format was ass. <laughs> I'm not going to – no, I, I just it's it's not worth like I've probably mentioned it on the last three episodes, and I think I've said what I said, but I wanted to cherry on top of it and clarify that I just if you run Wednesday night really well, you should just qualify for the main event, right? Yeah. All right, Joseph Joseph Newgarden became the uh, second million dollar winner in IndyCar at Road America Day. You get to watch that race at all. I did watch the end of it. Uh, it started while I was still driving home. Got to watch the end of it. Uh, was really, it was really intriguing to uh, to watch the the last. I think I can't even remember last twenty ish or so laps of it. Um, that late caution that came out really shook things up, and uh, boy did Alexander Rossi not take off at all in that last restart. Dude, he, uh, he sounded dejected again. It's almost like we're, we're back to. But so before that caution came out, he was closing the gap. Like he had it closed down to about a second and a half on new garden. And so he was, was tracking him. So then you go into that. Two and a half, but you're, yeah, you're right. What was it? It's two and a half, but you're right. Two and a half. I can't remember what it was. He had closed it down though and was going to, probably have enough time to catch him and then they they have the caution come out so you're thinking you know here's your your chance to get after him and then basically just botch the restart yeah i don't know man and it it does stink like he's such a good driver and we've kind of we haven't seen him uh regress but we've seen like you know things things go wrong and stuff happens and yeah yeah he's man he's just not had not had any luck on his side and 
hasn't been able to cash things in. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me double check here. We'll do questions. We only got a couple, I think. Do, do, do. We talked about the international. Yep. Uh, Buddy Dawson says, is June the busiest month of racing all year with Midget Week, Ohio Sprint Week, PA Speed Week, Houston's High Bank Nationals, and Health Force starts this week? I, I hold a couple of those events lower on the totem pole. I'd say July is much bigger. I'd say either July or even August, either one. Definitely a big one this this month, but. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a busy month, but, you know, think of think of all the other, not just even dirt series that are running, you know, think of like NASCAR, IndyCar, all sorts of stuff going on, right? I, I would I would put July for sure ahead of June, I would say. Then you get nationals in August. Yep. Then we start talking about next year stuff. Mm, sure. <laughs> sure. Macroed that. Definitely macroeconomic that. You uh you definitely wanted to to move right on from August to uh, February, basically. Yeah, it's not like we're going to go to North Wilkesboro in October or anything, or maybe Kansas with the World of Outlaws, or, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Fly down to California and do the USAC midget end of year swing. Is that is that happening? Are you releasing some? No, but I might I might go to Australia and cover some racing down there if it lines up with some dates with uh, my buddy Baxter. But you got your passport? My what? Your passport? Just kidding. I think so. It's somewhere. You might you might want to get that. I told you it's somewhere. Somewhere? Yeah, it's not next to me. It's a good for place sure. for it. What? Somewhere's a good place for it. I think so. Um, another question we got was, uh, what was the highlight of the weekend? That was uh, more of a question for me from Dave uh, of covering it. Um, I don't know. I think it was just being on Ricky Weiss's car. I think, uh, you know, the only thing that could come as a close second would be being able to jinx Eric Bridger again at Knoxville. <laughs> jinx Eric and help out Scotty. How'd that work out? I feel so effing bad for that because since we since we put the always race day sticker on Eric Bridger's race car, I've held that to high regard. He mentions mentions us every time he's in victory lane. He makes sure to do it. It's always the bookend sponsor. He always mentions us last, which yep. is fine. I think it's better that way. It is. Name. It's either the first okay. one or the last one. All right. Every single time that I have been at the track. I don't think I've seen him podium. <laughs> and then it's like night when I'm in North Carolina at a bachelor party and he goes off and wins the race by half a, half a lap or something. You did. Yeah. Something stupid. And it's like, what, what am I doing wrong here? Why am I doing this? I'll just have to show up one night and see if that turns the tide. I even wore, I even wore my party shorts. Once so when it does happen. Time. No, I, was, I tried to unjinx him. I've tried everything. Do you think I should wash the underwear I wear at Tanaxo? I think you should give him a new sticker. 
<laughs> his is bigger. <laughs> I like his sticker as is. Well, go get go get a, another big sticker. Should I just give him like a complete oversized one and just slap it on the way when he's not looking? Yeah. Ayrton started running his mouth to me before Uh-oh. the race Saturday. I said, you keep doing that, I'm going to sneak a sticker on there when you're not looking. Uh-oh. I got 56 of them. 56? Well, on the short notice deal, they were 70, 75 cents a piece, I think. So how many did you hand out? So just give me 40 bucks worth. How many did you hand out? I did, I did actually. I did actually run into. Okay, the highlight of my weekend was running into like four or five people Saturday that were introducing themselves. Drake, that uh, joined our Twitter space on Memorial Day Sunday, uh, he said hi. It's it's great talking to all these people that listen to us mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of meeting them, seeing what they liked and what they didn't like about the race. I at the time just forgot I had the stickers completely. Uh, but they were in my backpack, and if you guys still want one, give me, send me, uh, shoot me your address if you're listening, and I'll send you one. But or find me at Knoxville. I was gonna say, or just come to Knoxville. He'll be there. I, I felt bad just now because you were like, "Did you give him a sticker?" I'm like, I didn't even think to. <laughs> we were we've been talking about doing koozies and shit. I still want to do a koozie. I mean, I think it'd be good. It'd be cool if we had one with like the biggest event of the month on there. Yeah. Like a, like a 2022 schedule, we could do a 2023 one. So like right. one month would have like May this year would have the Monster Jam World Finals. Okay, well, let's not, <laughs> let's not get above. I don't know where we're going to put the Indy 500. Uh, let's not get above ourselves here, Connor. We don't, I'm just trying don't. to designate the biggest races of the year. You're the one designating them? Yeah, but the list is going to be pretty funky. I was going to say it. It'll have the Snowcross Championships coming up, too. That's like 15th. Yeah, well, you'll still find a way to put it on there. <laughs> Man, I don't watch them ever, but when I do, it's it's a fun Saturday night. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, Man, Alaska has some cool time. And, and, you wonder, and you wonder why you're tired. Man, you should sleep at 3 a.m. All right, excuse you. I had to get to the track, damn it. <laughs> but if it's a Saturday night and there's no racing on but snow cross is on, yeah, I'll watch that too in the morning. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. It's not the driving to the track that's the problem. It's the it's the two AM at home is the problem. Well, you know what? If marijuana was legal everywhere, then it would be easier for all of us to go to sleep. Dear God. Just speaking from my heart here. I know. That's the only way we'd have it until you start talking about jumps and going backwards and sending half the field one way and the other half the other way. And Don't criticize my stupid inver- or my stupid format ideas when we just watched a dumber one than that. They raced for six hours and no one was guaranteed a spot in the A-Main except two people. <laughs> hey. And they started 18th and 20th. That's the worst part. Or 19th and 20th. Like, hey, here, you kicked, kicked the rest of the field's ass all day long, but uh, you're guaranteed starting spots in row 10. There you go. God, that's just dumb, dude. <laughs> I can't tell that you're upset. I, I, I just think that a format <laughs> closer with the Knoxville Nationals do. It's a much better format for your event. 
I'm not going to deny. I'm not going to deny. I'm here for support. That's good. I'm glad you're on my side with this. I'm here for support. All right. Do you have anything else to say about Cliff Daniels? Do you want to apologize for his actions? I I have nothing to apologize for, nor does Cliff. He has nothing to apologize for. Um, He's going to get a five-week vacation. So, um, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, but. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss hearing the uh, the uh, sweet tones of his voice when Kyle's going apeshit crazy. I don't think he's taking a vacation. I think he just can't come to the racetrack. It's a vacation ish. It's just not at one race every Sunday. That's about it. Yeah. He can't. God, can't, believe it. Right. can't. He can't be at the track. That's it. He's got to stay home. All right. I do. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Parker Price Miller uh, getting the All Star Circuit Champions uh, win on Saturday. It's cool to see. He's uh, he's a great racer. So it's cool that you can. Uh, he won like seven years ago in 2015, like as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And now just that was his second win. So between his first and second, he won seven years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Good for him. He's uh, right up top near the uh, point standings in that, too. Um, we'll have some Ohio Sprint Week stuff up on uh, – well, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be up before this. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Also, congrats to Buddy Kofoid on uh, Indiana Midget Week. Back-to-back. Another one for him. Can we give him a NASCAR Cup Series ride yet? I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if he's not running in the uh, Kyle Busch truck, actually, on on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. No, that's the one that I wouldn't be surprised at whatsoever. I don't know. I think there's – I have no idea if someone's in that truck or not. I haven't seen anything for it. Well – That entry list will be out Tuesday or Wednesday, so. Yeah. I'm sure we will – get to seeing something here in the next few days. Yep. Anything else we missed? You good? No, didn't miss anything else. Let's uh, gear up for another right. week. Well, I'm good, and we've got at least one interview coming up this week. Uh, I might have the jerks on for a bonus episode since it's the midweek. Might do it next week. Actually, I think next would be, next week would probably be better. You're still trying to do that same mid-season episode. Let's do it next week after Knoxville and see what they think of Knoxville. There you go. All right. You guys uh, you guys have a good rest of your week. Uh, go watch some racing. We'll have it on all Monday through Friday, Saturday, all the way up to the NASCAR Truck Series race at Knoxville on Saturday, right? Yeah. Saturday night. All right, we got Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Outlaws are at Beaver Dam. It's going to be fun, so – Y'all have a good one, and uh, thank you uh, for tuning in. I'm going to go get some sleep.